You're listening to the Insiguri Podcast. New weekly episodes. And Mark's at a round table. On SoundCloud.com. Yeah! You know, there's, there's a custom I learned in Japan. And it's to fire somebody up. It's to light that spark from one wrestler to another so that they would bring everything that they had to that fight. They slap him in the face. I wish so bad that I could do that to you right now. But I can't because you're not a wrestler and you don't deserve it. I'm your host, D.B. Richards, alongside Fred, and this is episode 25. Starting things off, AJ Styles makes a surprise appearance at NWA Wildside. Let's take a look at this. AJ Styles made a surprise appearance at the NWA Wildside reunion show. He bought the WWE United States title with him. He has appeared for the promotion early in his career and has showed up several times in the past. Wow, I'm just amazed um, that WWE is letting him out and doing shows, like indie shows, really. Like, It depends on the person. It seems to be a person-by-person thing, but I think with somebody like Styles, he would have a little more leeway, I suppose. Is this uh, one of the things that Billy Corgan does own, the NWA name? Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure like about that. I mean, what the hell is Corgan even doing with that stuff? I don't know either. Maybe he's like out there going, "Hey, dude, I got wrestling in my blood." Hey, Vince, you wanna you wanna like buy some of this stuff off me? <laughs> yeah, he did that so he did that so he could go bankrupt with that and then give it to Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, makes a lot of sense. Let's see. We got um, what else we got here? Chris Jericho has a weird bathroom story with Yoko Ono. Well, I would like to know this. Chris Jericho recently appeared on Fox News during his press tour for his new book, No is a Four-Letter Word. During the appearance, he shared an encounter with Yoko Ono at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here are the highlights. Chris Jericho on a strange encounter in the bathroom with Yoko Ono after meeting Paul McCartney at Rock and Roll's Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Everyone clears out except for me. I go hide in the stall and just wait for her to come in. Why? I don't know what I'm going to do. But I remember thinking this is going to make such a great story for my next book. I might get dragged out of here and get the shit kicked out of me by these giant security guards that are following her around. But I... But no. I go sit on the toilet crouched on it like you're a teenager hiding from Jason in a Friday the 13th movie. (laughs) And then she comes. She goes pee. She comes out. I'm like, here I go. I go up and watch my hands with Yoko Ono together talking. But to wrap that around this principle around Jericho being a complete creep, it was a creepy thing to do. Guilty as charged. Well, what's the point? Like, did they have a story? Once or? again, it's just something else for Jericho to put in one of his next books. So. Yeah, when is that book coming out anyway? It doesn't say off here, but when we, uh, yeah, we'll definitely get back to that. Let's see. I would like to read it because I read every book he had. Well, let's see. What else do we have here? We got, uh... Sasha Banks doesn't know creative plans week to week. 
I don't think the creative people know their plans week to week. Let's see. In an interview with the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, Who? Sasha Banks, Sam Roberts. Who's that? I don't know. Carrot Top. Isn't, isn't that the guy with the big, yeah, the big Yeah, the Carrot Top guy. guy I, I, hate, call. I hate that guy. Uh, Sasha talk. Banks mentioned that it was, quote-unquote, very hard not knowing what WWE's creative plans were on a week-to-week basis. I'm not even going to read the rest of this because, yes, I'm sure that she would have been really thrilled to find out that she was dropping the title very, the very next week. Dude, so, she knows how to drop titles. She's the best at that job. Yeah, she's the she's the best <laughs> in the world at what she does. Let's see. John Cena weightlifting video. That's awesome. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, here's one. <clears throat> Cassius Ono challenging for the ICW world title. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, 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 that's kind of cool. ICW. Uh, Joffy Coffee versus um, Chris Heroes. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. WWE's letting him come out and wrestle over there. Wait, doesn't WWE have like a partnership with ICW because of the... Um, the European title. What, what's that title called? The, the United the Kingdom. The United Kingdom title. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is that, especially with Triple H around, I mean, the more independence or any place like that that they try to work with, it, it just opens up the doors for them to see like more talent out there. So yeah, it makes sense. I mean, when it comes down to it... And like, maybe maybe they send Hero out there to check on this Joe Coffee guy and see what he can do. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's see. We got, uh... <laughs> All right. Jeff Hardy makes his yard obsolete. Jeff Hardy posted a photo <laughs> on his Instagram of the yard work he recently did, showing that he cut the word obsolete into his backyard, along with some faces... And yes, he did indeed write obsolete in his big, huge, as a big fucking yard. Like, <laughs> why? why? Why are you doing this? Stop trying to troll us in this wrestling world. We don't want to see Broken Hardy. Dude, we're done. This is getting over with. It's getting boring. Did you see what Matt Hardy did recently with Woken. the with the Woken videos? No, he, he did. Yes, he did Woken Matt Hardy. Next up, we have Terry Funk discusses how he'd like to be remembered by fans and wanting one more chance in the ring with Ric Flair. Dude, that would be great. Two old-timers, two wheelchairs in the ring, see who will go after each other. Dude, I'm all for it. Dude, um, what was that show? Um, we can have the death match, MV, MTV death match. MTV Celebrity Deathmatch. Yes. That's going to be his last match with Flair. (coughs) Terry Funk on sending his regards to Ric Flair. I send my regards to him. This has to do with um, Flair's health issue that he had. So, I send my regards to him, and I wish him the best. It is very important to me that he comes along. And to be very honest with you, when you take a look at the old timers, there are not many of us that are left and that are heading headed to the ring. I like to see Rick come back and come into the ring, and I'd like to go into the ring with him. One I really, time. I really mean that. One last time. I'm sure that's that's, that's what he says every day. Just one more match. Didn't he have like? Didn't he say he's going to come back for one more match? Yeah, he said that like 25 years ago. 
I, I don't want to see Terry Funk die in the ring, but I think that that's what he wants. Dude, I think that's the only way he will go. You know what I mean? Like, Let's see. We got, uh, you have the love of the whole whole wrestling world, you know what I mean, that you miss it. And Look at Mae Young. Mae Young went, and she couldn't leave the business. And, and she's like the oldest... Oldest wrestler to get um the oldest wrestler the, to get to get bombed b- by power bomb by Bubba through a table, and if you remember that one when Bubba was talking about that because he was like, I was trying to be nice and gentle and everything, and she was like, you better put me through ah like she she was like she was you it. better not be nice about it like yeah. I was like wow so <clears throat> let's see what else we got here. Bobby, Bobby Roode. Yep. Bobby Roode says he lost his drive in TNA. Big shocker there. Let's see. I think I lost my drive watching TV and TNA, too. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody loses their drive to live. Um, what did he say? Roode on losing his drive in TNA. This is according to the Peter Borough Examiner. To be honest, when I was with TNA, I just didn't have the drive anymore. I didn't have the passion it was unfamiliar territory to me because I've always loved the business and I've always been passionate about it. It was the first thing that I thought of when I woke up. Last thing I thought about when I went to bed. I just didn't have that anymore. So then also he, he adds that rude on seeing his friends succeed in NXT and feeling to draw to go there. Uh, is that what it was? Oh, that, that, that's probably that's probably the case with a lot of people and that's why they try to I mean, obviously, a lot of wrestlers probably look and go, oh, you know, we really want to go to WWE. I mean, but there's still some people that would rather have that creative freedom with not having to worry about being... But, like, after you get so old and you're... That's what happened with, like, some of the people like Shinsuke. I mean, like, he wouldn't have... He's, like, very late into his career, along with AJ, except... But they want to make that last buck so they can retire on WWE money. WWE money or Japan money are the best things in wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what Rude says on here, he says, It was very intriguing to me. Honestly, I didn't want to do anything else with my life. I knew that I still had a lot of really good years left in this business. I really wanted to get the opportunity to come to WWE. NXT was presented to me, and I was very excited about the opportunity that I was given. So, And then... Rude on his NXT TakeOver Toronto entrance with the backup choir. <laughs> it was fun. It was one of my favorite ones, actually. The one with the choir. I think it was 80, 84 people in the choir just coming up from underneath the stage. Being in my hometown, of course, at the Air Canada Center. That was probably my most memorable men- entrance by far. That was a great entrance, huh? The glorious... I think Vince McMahon's the only person who doesn't like that song. Um, I don't think that I don't think that Rude was too high on it to start out with, and then like yeah. he just realized how awesome it is. But the fans made it awesome. You notice that? Same yeah. with um, Johnny Gerardo and um, Tempo. Tempo is that how to pronounce his name? Tempo. Yeah, yeah. Chapo. One of them. Yeah, I think I'm saying no. It's Tempo Chapo or something like that. Tempo Chapo Guapo. What? But yeah. Let's see. We got. AJ Styles discussing his learning curve of adjusting to WWE's presentation style and still having room for improvement. Okay, so the, however you say this, the Hindustan Times, H-I-N-D-U-S-T-A-N, 
Excuse me. Um, AJ Styles discussed a number of topics, including what he had to change in WWE and even still having room for improvement. Here are the highlights. Styles and what he had to change in WWE. I never changed my style with respect to how I wrestled. The only difference was that WWE had a lot more cameras facing you than the independent circuit, but I think that was just a learning curve that you need to go through, and it has really helped me. Um, that, that was that was kind of strange, though, because when he first came up, and a lot of people... Because like, most of the guys have had to go through NXT, but he was one of the ones where they said, we need to get him on the main roster right now. So Because he, he's talented. It's like... Half of the guys that are in NXT, like Joe and all them, they're all talented too. But, but, a, lot, but a lot of them already, I mean, yes, TNA is different, in, in uh, or TNA GFW or TNA when Styles was still there. It's different in a lot of regards, but it's still experience being in front of a television, or being in front of the cameras. True. So, and plus, um, if you think about it, TNA was, he was the franchise. So Vince McMahon's going, oh, we need to bring him up because he's the franchise of TNA, and we can work with him. I don't really think that was the reason, though. I think it was just... Because you remember when he first came up that Vince just looked at him like he was just a good hand to have. He didn't look at him as in, like, we can make this guy main eventer, you know? And then after the response of the Rumble, that's when they were like, yeah, this guy... It was, it was his first appearance at the rumble like those two things were huge and then after that he had his feud with uh john cena and everything else was history so is this weird like i i have like like not they're not the same guys you know what i mean but aj styles has that feeling of jericho how jericho came in in a way i mean Jericho still had a lot of years left. I mean, Styles... He still has a lot of years left. Yeah, but it's he's... It's that yoga. That DDP yoga. Yes, <laughs> the DDP yoga that will make people like Goldust suddenly hit Hurricane Ranas, which he never actually did before, so... Let's Dude, see. Should we just go do some too, DDP yoga? Hey, DDP, if you're listening, man, send us some of that dumb DVD stuff. We'll check it out. Yeah. Styles and what room he had for improvement. So, Of course I have room for improvement. Look at the talent of Okada. He is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and even and the kid is not even 30. He has won the, IG, the IWGP Championship at such a young age, and when you see a talent like that, it inspires you to work harder. So even in his position where everybody considers him one of the best in the world, he's still not satisfied with that. And that's why he is one of the top people. Not from your one friend. Except for from my one buddy, Joe. Because he's a springboarding flip-floppy fool. So. I got a question for him, if you're listening. I got a question for you. What do you think of Jeff Hardy? To me, he reminds me of a stuntman. So, I would like to know what he thinks of him. I don't have an issue with Jeff. Um, Matt's always been the better worker, but Jeff, I thought Matt was a better worker. Matt's a better worker, but Jeff's not as—he's not as bad as how some people look at him. But yeah, he is mostly the glorified McFoley slam. 
So yeah, <clears throat> nothing against Jeff Hardy. You're a good wrestler. I like him. Blah blah blah. But I think you're a stunt man. Sorry, but that's why I think of McFoley too. But hey, love you guys. So we got some other topics lined up, and uh, oh, what's the first one? Let's see. We have Roman Reigns and John Cena feud. So this all started with John Cena <coughs> moving over to Raw, and he basically wanted to talk to somebody. He was like, "Let's, uh, I need to talk to the guy." So the real man. Yeah. Yeah. So over the last couple shows. So Brock Lesnar came out. No. Oh. <laughs> So over the last couple shows, they've been playing it up where Cena has... I mean, they've basically been scripting it for the for the internet fan. For This is the thing I don't understand, though. Um, is that Cena is now playing the guy that was the underdog to him. As in, like... Or... I'm going to try to say this. No. Is he trying to play the old timer now that you're not gonna beat you're not gonna beat me I'm gonna beat you con- concept like how Ric Flair was to the younger guys or Hulk Hogan to the younger guys this whole situation is weird and like I remember when people were talking about the, the promo that they did I didn't have a problem with the promo but I thought it was overrated I actually liked I liked the Mrs. promo the week before Oh, dude, Miz promo was amazing. But, like, I had to go with the John Cena promo was nice. Just because he caught Reigns on losing his lines. And when you get tongue-tied like we do once in a while here, you're going to get beat. But that's the thing, though, is that they, they're they taking... All this is just going to lead to Roman getting put over. I mean, you know what this kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of the promo that when Triple H and Cena were feuding with each other. And everybody, and they set up the feud where it really, really appeared that Triple H was going to bury Cena at WrestleMania. Yeah. And Cena and uh, Triple H, he flat out said, like, you're not that good of a wrestler. I mean, he was just mentioning everything that people wanted to hear. And what happened? Cena made him tap out. So... When it comes down to it, Cena and Roman are just two guys. And they're playing <laughs> to every single thing that Vince McMahon wants them to do. It's true. So, I'm not... I honestly could care less what happens with this match. Like, it, it does not bother me either way. So... Yeah, um, if they do it right, Braves will go over. But, you know, John Cena's getting ready for a movie role, so he's going to disappear. So there's no point for Cena to go over over Reigns. But well, well, the other thought was that they can have um. You see, that's where they're. That's where it's really difficult to tell because they can have. They can have Roman lose, and so they could be like, okay, so he's not the he's not the shovel guy. Cena's the shovel guy. It actually makes Roman look better. You know, but that's, that's the thing, though. At this point in time, everybody is, everybody, it's like a war with the crowd versus WWE. 
I mean, some of the crowd do like Reigns. I mean, obviously, you gotta get the merchandise sales from somewhere. What the hell is that just falling on? Sure, it's right here. Oh, thank you. Oh, um, you're welcome. But, uh, cell phone dropping on my PS4. It's awesome. Let's see, um, but yeah, he, uh, we'll see how that goes. So, let's see. Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. So that's going to be the main event for our next pay-per-view. And I think it's a little too soon. What do you think? Um, if they're going to keep it going, like have like Brock Lesnar get DQ'd, in a way, Braun Strowman gets mad so you can set up for Survivor Series. This really sucks because this is one of those matches where you want to have a definitive, a definitive victory, but both guys are kind of in a position. It is very clear that WWE really likes Strowman, so like you know, I mean, they're not going to make him look bad. Strowman is like the Big Show now. You know I mean, without being a giant, you know, what I mean, he's like the man. He's the monster right now. So. And what he did to him in the um, the main event on Raw, that he was so over, you know what I mean? Took him out, like, uh, you, know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's when he put him through the cage. Yeah. And then show's supposed to be out so with a... Uh, Strowman doesn't need to win the title right now. He could be in the title picture. Because when he wins, hell hell's going to break loose. People are going to be like, oh my gosh. But I don't think... It should be Brock Lesnar and him beating. Well, I think there's they're going to stick with the end game of having Brock drop the belt to Roman at WrestleMania, whether people like it or not. So. Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens, their promo from SmackDown. So, this is a tough um, issue right now because of the whole helicopter thing. Because that country star from uh, Montgomery Gentry just died in a helicopter. And him saying that, I'm like, it's it's kind of um, tacky. I love Kevin Owens, but to get over with the crowd as a heel, great, great saying. But now with somebody really, like, dying in a helicopter crash, after this, I'm... Uh... Don't be a snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> Me, a snowflake? It's just a line. It'll be okay. I, I was really surprised that they did. I mean, it's it doesn't compare to the good old days of when Batista said, Eddie's dead. <laughs> you know? So it's it, it's nowhere near that. Um, I think we've gotten to the point where, like, it's just really surprised. It, it, it's like, who comes up with these lines and, like, you know, I wonder if Owens looked at it and just said, who the fuck was it? It was, I think it was Brian Alvarez, or when he was on the show with his, the, you know, the Meltzer show or whatever, and they were like, oh, this is such a bad line, or like, you know, I can't believe that he was, I can't, I can't picture Kevin Owens saying something like this. It's like, have you heard his ROH promos. Have you heard his indie promos? He is so scaled back from how he used to be. 
Because I remember when he first went to WWE, I was like, how is this guy going to cut <laughs> any promos without cussing his ass off? Like, and he seems to be doing fine, so. Uh, you, hey, at least we're cutting back on our cursing. Ain't that some shit. Fuck. Enzo and, <laughs> Enzo and 205 Live. I think it's going to be good for him. I think it's going to be good for 205 Live. They need that. Since Austin Aries left, they need that person. With the mic skills. There was somebody... But that's the thing, though, is is that when Austin... Like, Aries and Neville having their series of matches, they really had to... They really, really had to try hard to get any response from the crowd. They would have the, the match of the night. And, like, people were just like... It's the cruiserweights. It's but what do you have at WWE events? The marks of all of us. The marks of us. The marks of us. No, like literally, like I'm watching a house show, and I'm watching fans start. You got Great Kelly in the goddamn ring, and you have um, goddamn um, um Del Rio, and people's chart chanting USA. These fans are not that smart sometimes, man. They don't know what they're seeing. Because it's not who WWE is force-feeding us, like Roman Reigns. It's not Roman Reigns versus Neville. They're not getting forced on us. So the fans are not paying attention. Or they're not watching 205. Because there's a lot of people who go, I don't know what 205 is. I don't know what NXT is. Somebody just said thank you to me recently because I, with the league, I have NXT paired. Um, matches on there, and he started watching. And he's falling in love with. He's falling in love with Adam Cole. He's falling in love with the Red Dragons. Um, um, Chris Heroes, whoever else is out there. Um, here's something else with um Enzo though. Like I was looking this up. I forgot which message board it was, but somebody posted a picture. It was WWE's YouTube page, and they would show the matches from Two or Five Live and the links to it and everything and the and the page views. And the other matches, they it would average like 40, 50, 60,000 hits. And then the one match that had Enzo had like 200,000 hits. Enzo is money. That's all there is to it. He sucks as a wrestler, but it doesn't matter. People hate him in the locker room, but he's getting over. It, it, he can't be a face. He needs to be a heel. I don't think he needs to be a heel. I think he needs to be a heel. I think he needs to be the asshole that people are going to hate more. And people are going to love it because how good he is on the mic. He needs to go back down to NXT and learn how to wrestle. If he's going to be a heel, he needs to be a better wrestler. That's what he needs to do. So send him down there. Or take him to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan made some great wrestlers out there. Daniel Bryan is not going to turn Enzo into a great wrestler. If he does... so we got um. He can work with Salado, right? <laughs> so Bobby Roode had his, he had his final farewell at one of the NXT events after he, or, I mean, he already made his debut for uh, SmackDown, but I guess yeah. he was finishing out a couple Finish of dates. Finishing dates, yeah. So. That's cool. That's why I like him. Plus it's WWE, so he's, he's gonna make it look good. That hey Vince, this is what I can do. Don't worry, I got you. So, like, anytime Vince needs somebody to do something, he knows he can call on him. Yeah. Like everybody else they have out there. You know what I mean? 
Asuka vacates the NXT Women's Championship after her injury against uh, Ember Ember Moon. Ember Moon, she is a great athlete. I, I'm enjoying her in the ring. I would love to see her as champion in NXT. I actually, I, I didn't watch TakeOver, but I did finally catch the Asuka Ember Moon match, or parts of it. And it still blows my mind that after the entire time where they were, like, saying, oh, what happens if she hits her super stunner onto Asuka? Is she going to be able to, like, you know... And then they had her kick out it. And it was, like... My my honest opinion is that her quote-unquote injury was just put into place so that she can leave NXT without dropping the belt. So that she can be undefeated. I mean, somebody else, I think it might have been you, or I think it might have been JCO, was mentioning that they could have just had her do what Paige did. But I don't even think they want... I don't even think they want her to do that. Because they want... They don't want... That would cheapen the women's title. So, True. just have her have the injury... Take Which, some time off, get her ready to move up. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more than likely legitimate, but at the same time, it seems there seems to be some very, very good timing there, you know? It's a good timing. Um, I think Asuka will be good. The, the only problem... SmackDown or Raw. The only problem, though, is that there's a couple of people that they should have kept stronger on Raw or SmackDown. Like, why could why did you have to have Charlotte lose her pay-per-view streak? Why can't you do more with Nia Jax? They they seemingly take really good things and just ruin them, which makes it that much more surprising that Asuka has been undefeated for as long as she has. See, NXT is different than Raw and SmackDown. You got people down there that are trying to make these guys look good. Now you're bringing them up to the main roster. Like, look at Todd Dillinger. He was awesome on NXT. Now he's just a jobber, and like I'm like, eh. I don't think that they're gonna go through that with Oscar. Not after building her, the way, I mean, she's been built. She's she's been built stronger than anybody in the company right now. See, Vince McMahon sees herself. Sometimes he doesn't, but dude, I don't know what it is. Like they pushed them so high. Look at Ascension. They were like the one of the top um, tag teams in NXT. Now they're like jobbers. Yeah, but they don't. They're, Dude, you can make them the monster tag team, and they don't do it. But if we had them as the monster tag team, they wouldn't have had their segments with... Yeah, true. They true. wouldn't, they wouldn't have had them with the fashion police, and that's some awesome stuff. Yeah. The, it's, it's, it's great when people take a somewhat shitty situation and make it hilarious. Oh, so. true, true. But, ser- seriously, why... Ascension should be, like, up there as a monster tag team. Jeff Jarrett steps down from GFW. Wow. News. It's like he just made that that deal with TNA and GFW and combined them, and now he's gone. Jeff Jarrett seems to be the guy that, like, creates companies and then leaves them. <laughs> like, no, I mean... They forced him out because he had arguments with people in the back. So... How, right, does, he, how does he... How does he burn bridges with his own work? Like, I mean, you know... 
Because the same thing happened with TNA. Like he was major, he was a majority um, ownership guy, and then that just kind of went to shit. And now same thing with GFW. He so. should just go go back to Vince and say, "Hey Vince, I want to come back." Yeah, and Vince is like, "Okay, but we're going to uh, make fun of your slap nuts for a while." So <laughs> let's see. We have. JBL stepping down from the SmackDown. Uh, this is all going to be together. JBL stepping down from SmackDown now. Team Corey Graves is now going to be on Raw and SmackDown. Nigel McGuinness announcing on Main Event and 205 Live, and Ronaldo doing his thing where he. I mean, he's he's been a regular NXT now because that. I mean, that came into play not too long. Yeah. They seem to be doing a lot of shuffling around with their with their announcers. It's like. I don't know what JBL going on with JBL. I don't know what happened, but him stepping down, trying to do other things, it might be a good thing for him because he was so boring. Well, JBL's always had like his outside projects. I mean, him being an announced, like him coming back to announce was kind of odd. Yeah, like because it seemed like he was busy with his Fox News and Fo- Fox News and his finances and all that wonderful stuff that he does. So. Yeah, he still does Fox News because I um, walk into a room and Fox News is on and I'm like, oh, JBL. And I would listen to JBL and that's it. And then I walk away and don't care about what else is on Fox News, just JBL is there. Hey, why not? But him stepping down, it's like, wow. But he hasn't been what I want him to be as an announcer because he's the bad guy. He needs to be, but like, he's just boring and I'm like he's like like Booker T and Jerry Lawler boring I you, need... want, you want JBL to talk about people being snowflakes yes yeah that would be awesome you want, you want I him... want a Corey Graves I want a Corey Graves that shits on every young good guy and he likes all the bad guys I need that heel I really hate though the fact that with announcing these days that um the switch flopping on no, no, not, it's not even that. It's that when you had somebody like Bobby Heenan, there would be, I mean, if you if you listen now, you could probably tell there might be, like, little inside jokes here and there. Yeah. But for the most part, it was just his creative genius. Yes. Now, it's really just insider digs, like, oh, the smart marks will like this, they'll think it's hilarious. And I'm like, that's not a, that's not a knock on Corey Graves. He's great, but, like... I don't I don't get any entertainment out of that like out of uh like the time when he was like oh Enzo's a Enzo's a cheap tipper it's like oh that's hilarious because you're making fun of uh, Enzo being a cheap tipper with a stripper you know <laughs> wait. Like, wait 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 what did I miss look that story up there was um one one of the things he tipped that, a stripper no there was a story one of the many outside of things with Enzo where you know Enzo was bragging about all the money he had. And then apparently a, a, an ex, a stripper from some club was like, yeah, Enzo was here and he stiffed me, um, you know, cash-wise, not, not, okay, I got not you. the other way around. So he's like the shady? He's an asshole. Like, you know what you, I mean? You, you get the shady thing, right? Yeah. It's just... Horrible tippers. <laughs> yeah, so... It'll be interesting to see what else... Corey Graves has in store. So. Let's see. We okay, have, what um, else? 
I don't know why I put this on here. It's just something you want me to. Was that oh, that yeah. Um, John Cena's um, movies coming out on in theaters. Daddy's Home too. Dude, I I have no problem with John Cena doing movies, man. He's hysterical. Yeah, of course this means, you, you know what? It's the whole, when he's talking to Roman Reigns, talking about, yes, I am a part-timer. And I'm like, oh, man. That just makes all of his promos with The Rock look like Absolutely such, now. such bullshit. <laughs> like, but that was a different time and different place, and now John Cena's doing the same thing. So, yeah, Cena just likes to go with the flow and whatever works for him. So, did I hear he's gonna be in a Transformer movie? Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Like him and Mark Wahlberg in a movie together, dude. They look like. How long is it going to be until Cena makes an appearance with the Fast and Furious movies? You know you want to see There's two Cena. more left. You know you want to see Cena take a rock bottom, so. Or maybe Rock takes an attitude adjustment, but he doesn't give it to the rock. He gives it to a stuntman. Because <laughs> Rock doesn't do that shit anymore, so. I don't do stunts. Yeah. I pay this guy, too. Yes. My cousin. Cousin. He's a, you know, one, one of the uh, yeah, or one of the Usos or whatever. So, um, yeah, Daddy's home too, John Cena. Dude, like I, I literally do love like wrestling movies. You know what I mean? Like, I love WWE films. They just had a WWE film about Bruce Lee out right now. You know what I enjoy? Santa with muscles. Muscles. No holds barred. Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando was awesome. What about what about See No Evil with Kane? I like See No Evil. I haven't seen the second one. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, you never seen them? But did you say that uh, which which what was it? Thirteen rounds with uh, Dean Ambrose. I thought it was good. Yeah. Everybody because was, like he was. He kind of came across like a John McClane. Yes. Sort of, kind of. Like, yes. B-movie John McClane. Yeah, so. B-movie John McClane. I remember when Ambrose was talking about that. He was like, I'm not an actor. But they were just like, yeah, screw it. Like, whatever. <laughs> you know, they are just like, yeah, you'll do fine. Dude, Tebiasi wasn't an actor either. And he did all right in um, Marine 2. What the hell is Tebiasi doing? Uh, I bet he's sitting on the side of the road um, trying to get people to, like... No, no, I think he's... He's not wrestling. No. He's, why, are we, he's, why are we thinking about what Ted DiBiase is doing? You know what that means? I think it's getting late. <laughs> I think it's getting late. I think that's um, I think that's gonna wrap up our episode this week. So, oh, we're ending early, huh? Yeah, because uh, oh, we don't have a topic. I thought we were gonna have a topic. No, we just went over all these. Uh, the the uh, topic was uh, everything that we went over uh, after all okay. the news. So yeah. Uh, should we talk about the league before we go? You can do that. Sure. Yeah. So my plan is, um, I'm going to change up a little bit for next year. You know how NASCAR has like every um, race they have like you're, you come first, you're going to get the second, win. second, third, yeah. So you're going to get the win. I mean, if you get number one, you're going to get the win. So you're going to get a W there. Yeah, you know I mean, but it's not going to help. It's going to still make you go. Well, you're in the finals, but you, the points are still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you have like wins, maybe by the end of the year, I might put like. Like, let's say if you have, like, one win, it'll be five points at the end of the year. You know what I mean? If you have two, it gets ten points. I'm going to add extra points to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. So, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do stuff, but 
And we got six more pay-per-views left. Yep, six more until the start of the new season, and then whatever's going to happen with this fantasy draft, football-ish league, and possibly another league, and we just got random ideas everywhere, trying to think of a way to put them all together. So, make sure to follow us on social media. Um, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> what else zero, is there? Zero, 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 Z-E-L-L-O, Zello. Yeah, we just opened up a um, page on there. We did? Yeah, 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 like if you... It's like a push talk and like we can like talk about wrestling on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, some people need to get back to us on that shit. Um, Yeah, our Facebook, our Twitter, our uh, we got an Instagram, one of them, Um, our YouTube page, which is forever under construction. And uh, oh yeah, by the way, I gotta give a shout out to CZW's the fan. Thank you for our new logo. You're the man. Um, you got anything else? DB Richards on um. Slice bread Slice underscore bread. two. Yep. On Twitter. Twitter, yeah. And uh, let's see. I'm getting a lot of followers lately. Yeah. It's yeah. my smart ass comments. Yeah. Loving it. You you do indeed have a PhD when it comes to smart assery, so. <laughs> you're, you're like, I don't know what to say about this. Yeah, I have to think. Huh. What should I say? But lately, I've been going on Twitter like crazy. Yeah. But um, Thursday we're going to be on instead of Wednesday because you're going to be doing your thing. We should be doing our recording on Thursday. We were doing our recording on Wednesday, but we'll be a little bit busy on Wednesdays for the next month or so. So So we're going to go Thursday. Maybe we'll do Thursdays now or something. Well, regardless, we're just doing the weekly episodes, whichever day they fall on. This one just happened to be very, very late, so... Yeah, a lot of lot of things going on with everybody. But it's all good. So, thank you, everybody. Um, I hope everybody that, that got hit by the hurricanes... Um, screw Shane Helms. So, uh... This is Fran. And this is D.B. Richards. Good night, everybody. All right.